Welcome back to another episode of the Only Up From Here Sports Podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 18th, and I am your host, Austin Ravage, joined alongside by my co-host, Aiden Lauks, and today's episode is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels and Restaurants. If you are looking to book that hotel, do it through Kimpton because with every lead they gather from us here at the Only Up From Here podcast, they will donate $10 to the Clean the World Foundation. So do your part in being a good person today. All right. I hope you guys had a great weekend. All-Star weekend was uh, was full of some fun, so we'll be getting to that for sure during this episode. we got some more stuff to talk about as well, um, so let's dive right into it. You guys know what we do on Tuesdays. Austin, I know you do. Uh, as a co-host of this show, you better know by now. And if you're a listener and you've been listening for a while, you better know too. we got our two-in-one, two-for-one um, segment that we do every single Tuesday, every single Tuesday morning. And uh, that's going to be two of our favorite things from this weekend, one thing to look forward to for this week, and then we dive right into topics, and uh, that's our show, basically. So get strap in, um, obviously relax, sit back, and, and listen to these two voices serenade you for the next 25 to 32 minutes. Mm. Okay, well, here, here's what you're going to do. Just give me your two-for-one first, because, and then I'll explain about what my two-for-one situation is going, and how it's going, and how... I'm gonna work it into the show. Just go ahead and do yours first. All right. Yeah, I'll do my I'll do my two for one, and then okay, sounds good. Uh, my one favorite thing from this weekend, my first favorite, is going to be the guy that showed up to the Astros' first batting practice session in spring training with a some kind of concoction and was banging on the trash cans before every single pitch before he got thrown out of the stadium. Obviously, we're going to be seeing this this entire football or baseball season. The Astros news hasn't left ESPN and God knows how long, and I don't know when it is going to leave. So we will definitely be talking about that. We got some more stuff to talk about that for this show moving forward. My second favorite thing is uh, going to stay on the baseball topics. The Braves are extending Brian Snicker. They actually promoted um, Anthropolis, the, the GM, to the president of baseball operations. I love Brian Snicker. I've been on his back this entire time. If you guys don't know, Snicker used to be the AAA coach or AA coach for the Braves for the longest time, and people thought he was going to retire there. Finally, the Braves gave him a chance when Freddie Gonzalez wasn't working out, made him the interim, and then uh, signed him to the deal. So obviously, he won the NL East last year. Braves are projected to do just about the same. They're over unders at 91 wins this year, which is should be good enough if they you know if they clear that. That should be good enough to. Win the win the pennant one more time, or I'm sorry, the the division one more time. So, yeah, I'm excited. I love Brian Snicker. The only thing I really really want is for him to get that mustache back because if you guys Google Brian Snicker mustache, it's got to be top five ever. <laughs> um, you you are here. All right, agree on the mustache. Agree on everything else. The Astros thing. I'm sure we're going to be talking about. Uh, this okay, definitely I'll, won't. Hold on, I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my look forward to. Okay, it, yeah, so actually, can, go ahead, do, go ahead, do all three. All right, my look forward to is going to be Antonio Brown's 28-song album that should be dropping anytime <laughs> soon. This is going to be what the album of the century. What not to look forward to? The, no, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because, no, you know, not. AB. Yes, dude, <laughs> AB has dropped some absolute bangers lately, and I, I would solidify him as the best athlete. This is a little foreshadowing. Best athlete rapper or athlete rapper in the in the nation and ab is going to drop the album of the century line up the grammys because 
Antonio Brown, that's going to be his next claim to fame. Best rapper in the world. I am being 100% facetious. I don't know why he's releasing a 28-song album. Of money. Yeah. It, whole lot God. of money. Whole lot of money. Yeah, now we need to see Jake Paul and him fight in the ring. That's a, that's a huge moneymaker for both of those morons. Okay, so for my two-for-ones, my first one is going to be obviously – the Astro drama in general, it's going to continue on. We are going to talk about this more into the episode. We're going to talk about this, I'm sure, for weeks, months, possibly even years to come. So I'm not going to go into too much depth quite yet. My next favorite story from the weekend is all about All-Star Weekend in the NBA. That's going to be our first topic we cover, so I'm also not going to go too far into depth with that one quite yet. My what to look forward to, though, is the next Astro's excuse slash apology statement these guys continue to bring up more and more horrible apologies that don't seem heartfelt at all in fact the astros wrote me an apology letter that they wanted me to read to you guys on their behalf so i'm going to apologize on behalf of the entire houston astros organization um i I, i'm going to read this uh for what they wrote and uh, as I read this moment, I, I am sad. I, we, we are sorry for getting I caught. I have no idea what you're about we, to get into. We cheated, but I, I did not really matter. It did not really matter because we would have won anyway. Again, we are sorry for being caught. Thank you and go Astros. Just kind of hand in hand with the rest of their apologies uh, so far that they, they cheated, but it doesn't really matter, guys. Well, that not just that. It's like the the guy was saying. He's like, I don't think it affected the game. And the reporter is like, What did this guy? He's like, did he just say that this didn't affect the game? And so he reiterated the question. He said, Did you just say that it did not affect the game? And he said, Well, I did say it didn't affect the game. I mean, they're just swimming in circles <laughs> right now, and nothing's going well. Nothing looks good. Well, obviously, well, let's save a little bit more because there's some more topics that go along with it. But our first topic, or what you already said you look forward to, we're chilling. So our first topic, obviously, All Star Weekend, Austin. Uh, we can go ahead and start with. Let's just start with the uh, with the celebrity game because that's what kicked us off. And obviously, having Stephen A. Smith mic'd up on the sidelines, t- treating this celebrity game like it was Game Seven of the NBA Finals, this was Stephen A.'s dream come true. And he got a technical foul in the game, which is all time Stephen A. And obviously, they lost to Wilbon. That's that's definitely shots. Um, I mean, that's the first time Stephen A's probably lost to Wilbon in anything, especially ratings. Burn it. Burn for Wilbon. Sorry. <laughs> There's I, – I think it was very fitting that Stephen A. Smith not only got that technical foul, but it was the first technical foul called in the history of the Celebrity All-Star Game. Makes a whole lot of sense. I think that the NBA knew what they were getting into when they hired Stephen A. as the All-Star Game co- – or the Celebrity Game coach. I – I love Stephen A. Inject every bit of content that has to do with Stephen A. into my veins. If you know me, you know that it's a bit of an uh, an obsession at this point. Uh, he he also hinted on first take this morning or Monday morning actually that hey maybe he might be he might be playing in next year's All Star game rather than coaching because he's tired of coaching all the bums that he had in this game. <laughs> Threw it all on his yeah. team. Threw it all on his players. It's uh, Stephen A was obviously like we said, and I know how you feel about Stephen A. You didn't even really have to get into that, but when it comes to the celebrity All Star Game, it's such a weird scenario because you have like WNBA players that play in it, and the worst part is like you have this you have this debate right like 
uh, I'm not going to get too far into it, but with the women's national team, the beef that they have with men's and, and the women's sports, kind of the beef that they have overall with um, men's sports. But you're having the stars of your league play in this celebrity game with rappers like Chance the Rapper and Quavo and all these guys. And I think one of the best stat lines from the WNBA seven-time All-Star, whoever she is, she dropped like seven points on 15 shots. So it's uh, it's not a good look. It's not helping their case whatsoever. And when you have people, like I said, I mean, Kevin Hart has showed out more than some of these WNBA stars. <laughs> I, I, I want to know how they pick these rosters. I think that the celebrities honestly just go out and email the NBA and say, hey, I'm willing to play in this game because the people that they have on these rosters, I mean, it's like 90% irrelevancy. I mean, you have, like, Quavo, Chance, a couple big names in there, um, Common, I guess. But, yeah, he is. He's, like, a, th- what, three-time they Grammy definitely, winner? They definitely missed out on Kevin Hart not doing it this year because he has been the only reason people tune in lately. You know, he always wants the MVP trophy. He always wants to win. But without this, it just kind of took, a like, a deep dive. But having Stephen A mic'd up on the sidelines at all times. They were also miking up players similar to the XFL while they were playing. Uh, one guy, I don't know who he was, like you said, because it, he was irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, who knows who he is? But he was dropping he was dropping some shit bombs on there, and the reporters were just distraught when they dropped him. This is a family, th- family thing. And then he still, during the interview, he blocks another shot. He's like, get that pussy shit out of here. He's like, oh, sorry, family showing, family showing. The, be- the best part of the All-Star game was, first off, great win on getting Anthony Adams to do the Celebrity All-Star Game. If you don't know that name, you know the person. It's the Ahaha guy. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah. meme that was all over Spice. Twitter. Don't call him Anthony. What? Spice Adams. Okay, sorry. Spice Adams. Um, but yes. Th- th- I mean, he played in the NBA. He played in the NFL yeah, he for like for 10 the Chicago years. Bears. He was on the bench. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But anyway, so in the game... Did you see the play where he drove the lane really slowly trying to do some cross-up move yeah. and then just got – I think it was Quentin Richardson I'm that woke. just absolutely sent it to the – like three-fourths the lane of the play. court. I'm woke on that play, dude. That was definitely planned. <laughs> I was thinking that, that the block. exact same thing. It was too much. Yeah, He was just sitting there yeah, waiting the, the and just swatted it. It was the most nonchalant pack of all time, also w- doubling as one of the worst packs I've ever seen. So it had to be it had to be drawn up before they were going for the content there. All right, enough of the boring celebrity game. We're moving on to what do you, let's let's move on to the dunk contest. We'll just go in order here, I guess. Unless you want to go, on, go three go point sk- and dude, skills. Let's run through the All Star Weekend. All Star Weekend. Let's run through it. So skills challenge, obviously. Boring. Bam, out of out of No, not boring. He was plus one thousand on the odds, which was I mean it's kind of crazy and I, I bet on just about everything i did not bet on him but yeah he wins that we're not getting into it austin so don't worry let's just cover everything three-point contest was electric and, and it has shown that that is by far the best competition that they've that they have at all-star weekend except for this year for the for the dunk contest which you can go ahead and talk what you want about that well the three-point contest first off is i wouldn't say it's the best contest in All-Star Weekend, obviously, it's got to be dunk contest, but it is consistently the best one because a lot of the time, the dunk contest can be a hit or miss, but when it's a hit, like it was this year, it is so much fun. One of the best dunk contests we've seen, especially in our lifetime, that is for sure. Actually, the best All-Star Weekend of my lifetime, in my opinion, but we all know what happened in this one. Aaron Gordon went up against Derek Jones Jr. at the in the finals 
and he was robbed. He was completely robbed. He was actually – he was penalized for going second in that final round is, is what it felt like to me. He brings Taco Fall out from the stands for his final dunk in the final round. All he has to do is beat a score of 48, which, by the way, is still Derek Jones's dunk in that final round. Should have been a 50 if they were going consistently throughout the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. I mean, it should have just been a tie, if, plain and simple. But he pulls Taco Fall out of the stands. This guy's seven foot five. Some have him listed at seven foot six. I mean, just a monster of a human being. He, he dunks clean over him, actually gets over him. The only thing that he touches is his fingertips that are like kind of barely above his head but he doesn't touch his head i mean he cleared taco fall dunks this thing home the judges they wanted a tie apparently that's the reports that are coming out they wanted a tie they were going to all just vote and make it make him give him a score of a 48 just like they did Derek jones have it go into a tie i don't know how that would have worked out though because in the rules they would have had to go to a decision and someone would have had to pick a winner so i don't know maybe the nba would have let them just say it was a tie but the judges like D Wade. He didn't want this to go to a decision. He just, he clearly had this thing. If you go back, you review the tape. There's a couple of videos on Twitter of people doing it. D Wade knew what he was doing, and he he knew he was giving this championship or this dunk contest win to Derek Jones Jr., the Miami player. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Gordon, he put up five straight fifties. This was one of the best dunk contest performances I think we've ever seen. And he's put, and he probably the coolest dunk I've ever seen in the the round absurd. before the championship. And he, uh, but but like you were saying, you you're saying like this is the best dunk uh, dunk contest that you've had, uh, you you might have ever seen. Mm-hmm. But if they tied, you would not be saying that. Like that's the thing. <laughs> if they tied, everybody would be pissed. Uh, obviously, Aaron Gordon deserved it, and to beat a 48 with dunking over Taco Fall, clearly that beats it. Uh, but. Or it, it at least qualifies for a 50 based on previous scores given throughout the dunk contest. But the thing is, I'm glad they didn't do a tie. Um, I'm, I'm glad there was a clear winner. I thought Derek Jones wasn't necessarily deserving, but he clearly showed what he had to show and did some pretty sweet dunks too. Well, Aaron Gordon now, now he has the two, two of the most memorable dunks in dunk contest history. I'm talking about that one. This past weekend where he did the spinning off the side of the backboard. If you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. And then his one from a few years back when they had, uh, was it the Orlando Magic (laughs) mascot? Well, first off, he did the one under his legs, like sitting down in midair. And then he did the one off of the hoverboard when the mascot was spinning on it. That was incredible. He's been a star. This sucks because he he announced after the after the contest that this is going going to be his last dunk contest. He should have he should have a trophy under his belt. He doesn't unfortunately. He's robbed again for the second time. I don't know how that must feel. But Derek Jones Jr. He was he was amazing in this one too. But yes, Eric Gordon should have won this dunk contest. Well, did you hear the did you hear the real news that came out of this dunk contest? What is that? Derek Jones Jr. was awarded with a Puma dealership following the dunk contest. I don't, I don't really understand. That's hype. <laughs> I mean, is that really what qualifies you to get a to get an endorsement now? But just whatever. because people are going to be talking about you nonstop, and Puma's just going to jump on the opportunity as getting the best dunker. You can't see me right now because this is a podcast. We're recording this, but I have the quotation fingers up as the best dunker in the NBA right now. So obviously. Puma's just being proactive, I guess, and, and jumping on this as much as possible. But the story in this one is really just 
the score, the way that they score and rate these dunks makes no sense to me because they can't keep it consistent. There's always going to be a better dunk, and they just slap on 50s every time someone makes a dunk. But in this dunk contest, a lot, like... 80% of these dunks at least were should have been 50s. You could probably argue higher. I would say 90-95% of the dunks in this dunk contest could have been 50s. And if you're going to you, you got to stick to the consistency in the ratings. You can't give these guys a 48 and a 47 in the final round when those were one of their top 2 top 3 dunks in the contest and you've given them straight 50s up until that point. Yeah, I mean, I also think that like a 50 shouldn't be possible almost i think it should be it should be similar to dave portnoy's pizza scale where like there's no such thing as a perfect score there's always something better so if you're if you're judging someone's 50 and you see another dunk like you can't put it as a 50 because you're saying that's the best dunk you've ever seen i think it should be similar or i think it should be like a 48 on median or you know what i'm saying like that's the average score instead of a 50 cuz you got to save those 50s for the for the dunks like dunking over taco fall which didn't even earn one or the the so- off the side of the backboard you know low dipping 360 that was nuts so that's a 50 but i don't know it, 50s are sub- it's so subjective that's the problem with contests like this and people get so into it so when it's as subjective as it is, is just relying on people like Dwayne Wade and Candace Parker to throw up a number it's uh it's it's just going to create some havoc it would be interesting to see if the NBA would consider adding a decimal system in that rating because I think it would make these a lot more competitive and more specific yeah. when it comes to ratings and, and the consistency of those ratings. You know, you slap someone with like a 9.5, you'd also, there'd be a hell of a lot less opportunities to tie, that's for sure, because if you had, I don't know, unless you wanted yeah. to add a decimal system where you could get like a 9.1, 9.2, or just add 0.5 decimal system so a 9.5 a 10 and 8 and 8.5 something like that yeah i don't know that'd be interesting i mean they they're, they seem to be open to adjusting all the rules which leads us into the next part of all-star weekend the all-star game yeah i mean the all-star game was um obviously one to remember you had everything from kobe tributes throughout the entire game you had the quarters you know resetting basically and, and donating charity for the winner of each quarter that was cool and the players were getting into it you guys probably saw the clips you probably watched the game if you didn't you missed out uh, but you had guys like big chunky Kyle Lowry taking charges throughout the entire game he got two charges both late in the game in the fourth quarter which were phenomenal it's it's something that you never see out of the NBA all-star game people were being competitive it seemed like it meant something for the first time in forever which was something that we were completely wrong about because when these rule changes came out we thought that this was going to make it terrible so I guess we bite the bullet on that because holy shit this is I mean an all-star game has never really gotten that much noise on on social media and I think everybody was saying Wow, what a game. People were tweeting them, uh, tweeting the NBA. Like I think Teddy Bruschi tweeted the NBA saying, please fix the Pro Bowl because what they did this weekend was, uh, was one for the books, and I, I hope they continue to do stuff like this because it was very entertaining to say the least. It's been years and years and years, and they finally got this game right. The rules, a lot of people were skeptical of them, including ourselves. They seemed a bit idiotic. They were hard to reading them on paper they didn't make a whole lot of sense in your brain it was just like you trying to figure out yeah it was like that meme exactly. of that woman just looking with all the formulas around her head well it's like xfl it's like xfl rules too like we never really got to know what they were like until we watched it and we both were kind of skeptical of the xfl rules at first too but i don't think there's one rule in the xfl that i don't like um 
obviously. So I think I feel like the, they're they're so smart and they know what they're doing. So uh, they kind of just trust themselves and and they they fail they fail pretty often. But this one was a hit. Absolutely, they they killed it on these rules. It, it made every quarter competitive, and then when it got to the fourth quarter. It, w- it was like a playoff atmosphere. The crowd was going crazy. Everybody was pouring sweat, arguing the calls. Um, I mean, I was watching this game. I actually got hype and excited, like, out of my seat watching this game for the first time since, you know, that Kobe and LeBron battle back in 2013. So this finally drew my attention back to it. Uh, we were talking in a group message while the game was going on pretty early into it. I think it was, like, the first or second quarter. And I was still watching the end of the XFL games because – the NBA has given me no reason to ever care to watch the All-Star game up until now. So I wasn't even watching it. And then I turned it on right when the XFL game ended. And this was towards the second or third quarter. Started to watch a little bit of that. I was like, okay, this is watchable. Then the fourth quarter came around. And I was literally standing up for the entire fourth quarter just watching this, getting so what? excited. It was, it, was, it was just funny to watch. Everybody was clashing back and forth. The only thing that I'm pissed about to the NBA is that they didn't give us this sooner. Chris Paul came up with these rules apparently um, in a meeting with the NBA, which was genius, genius. The only thing that I, I – it made, it made me think while watching this fourth quarter, I thought about Kobe Bryant because with all the tributes of, of him that night, which were beautiful, by the way, awesome tributes to him all night. But it made me think about Kobe Bryant because you think back to that All-Star game back in 2013 when – the All-Star game still wasn't competitive. 99% of the people weren't trying, and Kobe would seem to be the only person that would try. If they put him in a format like this, I mean, that competitive spirit of Kobe Bryant, that mama mentality would have just thrived in this type of format in the All-Star game. would have been so much more fun because he would have he would have gotten that pissed-off attitude out of everyone. You know, he'd be talking so much shit on the court. He'd just be getting everybody's blood boiling and it'd make it 20 times more competitive. Um, best all-star. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, we saw that, we saw that out of the players that obviously don't have the same mentality as Kobe. Like you saw players like Kawhi Leonard and Joel Embiid getting as hype as they were. And that's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a smart point because that's exactly what Kobe would have done. So, um, but yeah, let's, uh, do you have anything else you want to add Actually, really quickly. So obviously... This game ended, this awesome fourth quarter ended in, on a free throw. Anthony Davis, the <laughs> Chicago native, hitting the free throw. A lot of people don't like it, but if you think about it, Kobe's last shot in the NBA was a free throw. So That's for this reach. all-star game, I don't mind it ending on a free throw, but if it were to happen again in the future, probably wouldn't be too excited about it. But Anthony Davis, the Chicago <clears throat> native, hitting that free throw – Kobe's last points being a free throw. I know everybody's trying to tie different things together and make all these coincidences, but it was just cool to me. I I mean, it was a cool coincidence to me. So, hell yeah. I'm all for this game ending in a free throw, but in the future, they should probably figure out some way so that that doesn't happen. They should back it up to the three. That would be interesting. Or they should... Or maybe even, like, a half-court guy. I mean, like, depending on who the player is. Like, if Anthony Davis gets gets fouled, he's obviously got somewhat of a three-point shot, but if Steph Curry gets fouled... With the with the points coming down to it, they should put him at like yeah, the half court cause sign. See, cause, because cause see the problem with like putting him at a three point line or or just letting them inbound the ball after that. Because in that situation, when LeBron passed it down into the paint with Anthony Davis, and it was Anthony Davis first 
Kyle Lowry, he's making that probably 10 out of 10 times. So it was a guaranteed bucket either yeah. way. So that's not that big of a deal that this ended a free throw because it would have just ended in a layup or a dunk anyway, a simple one by Anthony Davis. But, yeah, they should definitely think about that in the future because I don't. it's not like the game really matters a whole lot. So having them just inbound it is fine. Yeah. All right, well, we'll move on from the All-Star weekend. Obviously, there was uh, a lot of good stuff that happened, and we covered it for a good bit, so hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, we'll talk about the Astros. We hinted about it during our 2-1 and one segment that we did to start the show. Um, just a couple things that we want to talk about. Uh, the odds came out for the amount of hit-by-pitches that the Astros will receive this year. It is uh, set at 83.5. Austin, you are on the record as saying that you think that you have to bet the over. I am disagreeing because think about the punishments that Manfred's about to put out if anybody pegs them. It's going to be a year-long thing with, I mean, it could be a pinch hitter with the game close, you know, like bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. If you if you walk the guy, you you lose. And if they peg him, I think the guy's still probably going to get in trouble because they're going to find something that's malicious about it, even though you would never do that in that situation. So I like the under in this just because of the repercussions that I think the MLB is going to have with the players that do peg these players. Uh, they're going to get more of a suspension than the players that were actually cheating, which is the MLB in a nutshell for you. When I did say that it was that I would bet the over on this one, I had yet to read the report from the MLB, which stated that. They're going to suspend the players. If you hit an Astros player on purpose, they are suspending you. I don't know how, for how many games. They just said you're being suspended. So this is go- so this yeah. over under here is going to completely rely solely on how willing players are to accept a suspension for their actions. Um, will getting suspended be worth drilling one of those cheating bastards in Houston? Maybe, depending on what player is throwing that pitch. Maybe teams will get a little creative on who they bring out to throw these pitches or things like that, someone who can afford a suspension. But then you're naming players who are expendable on your team, so I doubt they're going to do that too. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Someone's going to have to get hit. Someone's going to take that suspension. I just wonder who these players are going to be. I think it's going to be – yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I like the under in this just because I, I don't think anybody's really willing to start a feud. I think maybe a couple wild guys in the league, like a Trevor Bauer's not afraid to get suspended for for pegging an Astros player. He just seems like he, he needs to get that into out of his system. So, um, But other things going on with the Astros, Cody Bellinger and Mike Trout, two of the best players in the league, both kind of said their thoughts about you know the whole – ALCS when Altuve walked off on Raldis Chapman to send this team to the World Series. The only thing he's concerned about is not to rip his shirt off. Correa comes out and says he didn't want to reveal a tattoo. There have been reports that he doesn't even have a tattoo there. There are also other reports that say that are his tattoo on his left collarbone that he didn't want to expose because it was a bad tattoo is literally his daughter's name with a heart. So I don't think that's a bad tattoo, Jose Tuve. And when you got it, I'm sure you weren't saying it's a bad tattoo. But Cody Bellinger is like, dude, you just hit a home run off of one of the most – like." an iconic pitcher in himself to send your team to the World Series in Game 7. This is – the last thing in the world that I would ever be worrying about is exposing a bad tattoo, especially after it's already gotten ripped off the week before. So it is, uh, it's clear how, how, how much bullshit these players are calling on the Astros and all their excuses they have because uh, 
they have the re- right to. And Mike Trout also came out on Monday and said, like, if I if I did that, if I had a home run and sent us to the World Series, my team could do whatever they want to me, take my shirt off, whatever. And, and Austin, <laughs> I know you commented on that saying that's a little <laughs> suspect, but I, I think I'm with him. It's like there's, there's no reason to, for him to be grabbing his shirt and – there, you know, we all saw the video. There were reports saying like, "I have it on, I have it on," and then I don't know. It's it's a crazy scenario. I just don't know how many times these guys are gonna change their damn story. Because you know, first he says it's his wife that doesn't want him to take the shirt off. Now it's a bad tattoo. I mean, what's the next? What's the next made up story gonna be? It doesn't make any sense. The more they change this story, this being the second time or the first time, I guess, it just becomes less and less and less believable. How am I supposed to believe this if you're going to change your story every other week? Your your manager's over there contradict, or your owner's over there contradicting himself left and right. There's sound bites of him saying one thing and then the next he says the other. This team, I don't know who their PR team is and who's coming up with these decisions and these these press conferences. It's not great, it's not great at all. It's a horrible look. They're just digging themselves deeper and deeper to the hole. I don't know who is telling them to do these things unless they're just acting completely on their own. But they need to just clear house in that PR department, completely clear house, start over from scratch, put these guys on mute, tape their mouth closed because every single day they're making it worse and worse and digging that hole deeper and deeper and deeper. It's if I'm a Houston Astros fan, I just every time I turn on the TV, I just want to punch I would just want to punch the wall. At how angry I am, and not only the franchise, but the players, just for making it worse and worse on the on the the franchise and, and the fans. It sucks. It, it infuriates. Everyone. Well, that's the thing. <coughs> that's that's the thing, dude. Because the MLB could have just put an end to all this by suspending the players. You know, put Bregman on a fifty-game suspension. You cannot suspend a guy for a Sterling Marte, for example. You can't suspend him for eighty games for breaking a substance abuse policy, which he. He ended up fighting, saying it was some pre-workout that he was taking. But like, no, it's a it's a no haggle, no no excuses policy where that if you have any controlled substances in your pee and you don't pass this drug test, you're getting an 80 game suspension. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I could take steroids and I could take steroids and go up to the plate, and I probably would have no greater chance than what I have right now. But if I know exactly what pitch is coming, I think I could just do that much better. And when you ha- take these pros, it's so much different. It's like it, taking steroids doesn't alert you of what's going to happen. It doesn't have you, uh, doesn't give you the preset knowledge of, of exactly what's coming your way. And, and when you have a hitter that's already as good as he is and you tell him what's coming, it's clear that it affects the game going back to what the GM saying. So it's uh, The MLB could just fix this, and, and they refuse to, and I don't understand why. It's not like the players are innocent. We know that they're guilty. Reports have come out, and they basically admitted it. And their GM's even saying that they're admitting it, like they know what they did, and, and blah, 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 blah. So the MLB needs to suspend these players. The, the Astros should be, as a, as a franchise, they should be ruled out. Um, their games shouldn't really count. I know that's a little harsh, but... It's just They're, the facts. It's when you cheat like this in any other league, you're getting players suspended. You're getting in trouble with your franchise. It, it just doesn't make sense. The series should be completely stripped from them. And I think when I think about the punishment, it sounds so simple and easy to to put on them, right? Like just suspend the players, blah blah blah. But if the whole team was part of this cheating, you can't suspend an entire team from the MLB necessarily because that also kind of hurts their pocket. And I know it's all about the money for these type of leagues, but 
So maybe just rescinding their World Series championship, maybe taking their rings, that could be punishment enough because how are you going to just punish every single player on the team and then do some players get a worse punishment or are they all equal? Like everyone that was on the team gets a 50-game suspension. Well, dude, it's like rescinding a championship doesn't mean anything. When you were a USC fan growing up, do you still think that they won the national championship in whatever year that was? Like, yes, you think that. When you're a Louisville basketball fan, you still think that they're the 2013 national champions because they won the game and they won the series. That's behind the that's besides the point. That's history. We all know what happened. We know that they raised the banner. We know that they have those rings and they are the champions. It's just they did it in a way that is not that is not uh, allowed, just, I guess. And, and it, so we can't change the fact that they won the series, but we can change the fact on what these players have done, and we need to punish them for it. And punishing them is not saying you're not a champion because it's not like you, you have to give back your ring. That's your that's your property, and it's not it's not going to change anything. They know they I just, won. I, 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 I can't accept the fact that these guys are going to be written in the record books for hundreds and hundreds of years into the future as champions when these guys aren't champions. They're cheaters. They, I, I, no matter which way you slice it, they they won this series because they cheated. Uh, they, they made it that far because they cheated. If you're cheating that much, then obviously it has a huge effect on the game. And when you're cheating on the biggest stage, I think that step one alone, no matter what else you do, step one's got to be rescinding that championship, taking it completely out of the history books. Because even as a USC fan, of course, sure, I still look at that as they won a championship, but it's also completely different. USC, you know, they, they, they helped out Reggie Bush's family who was in need and things like that. It's a lot easier for the fans to be like, well, we still won a championship. I mean, we just got that player to go there. They didn't cheat in the way that the Astros did. It's a whole... I, I don't know if those stories are necessarily comparable because what the Astros did was completely, as, collectively as a team, straight up cheated while the game was going on in the championship game, and they won it because they cheated. Yeah, I mean, you look at the series with the Yankees, for example, went to seven, they win all the games at home, so it's clear Some being that they by a single run. Had Some being by a single there, so. run, which, you know, with one swing of the bat, you know that that... <coughs> that could change the entire game and you get that one swing of the bat knowing the pitches every single pitch uh, it's insanity yeah exactly all right well we'll move on let's go to a lighter topic um one of one of the better stories from this weekend i'm surprised we didn't have it as our favorite but coach o went out on friday night for the inaugural first pitch of the 2020 mo or ncaa baseball season he spikes one into the dirt. Didn't matter. Crowd's going crazy. That guy is a literal hero in the in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Louisiana everywhere. So, and then not only does he does he spike the ball, gets the crowd riled up. He calls the guys over, gives them a pump up speech, and breaks the team down before the game with a kick ass on three. Like I said, this guy is uh, he he has solidified himself as the probably the most important person in Louisiana. And that yes, that's above little Drew Breezy that you tend to get a little perky oh, for. Can't agree with that last statement, but Coach O, he The people of Louisiana love Coach O more than they love more than they love Drew Brees. And yes, m- that's a, may- maybe a 100% at this fact. moment in time, but I wouldn't say overall. I, yeah, I mean recency bias is I mean it plays a I part, mean, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying that the people of Louisiana love Drew Brees or love Coach O more than Drew Brees because of the, all the things that he's done. I mean, he's been around for so much longer. We're talking about Coach O has been around for, what, two, three years? Anyways, 
Coach O, he is LSU's cocaine right now. This guy comes out every single time he appears anywhere for Louisiana, for LSU, for Baton Rouge. He, everybody just gets so excited, and it's almost dude. People are snorting lines of <laughs> exactly. Coach Edwards run exactly. every single night because you just the second he starts talking those words with that sweet Louisiana accent, it's like they're fired up, you know. And so, so Coach O, he's that he's he's that life source for LSU right now. He's becoming the life life source for college football fans everywhere. Not just it's not it's no longer. Right down yeah, in Baton I mean, Rouge. I wouldn't yeah. mind snorting a nice line of, of every Edward public Ron. appearance that Coach O comes out in. No matter who you're a fan of, you're 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 just you just want to jump out of your seat and give a nice fist pump. I see him on TV and I just want to like I'll be sitting in a room by myself and I'm just like, hell yeah, a nice little fist pump. But hell yeah, it's Coach O. Because even as a Bama fan, you have to respect him and you have to love this guy. This guy's just a class act, a, a, a phenomenal coach. Um, I, I even when I was back back in high school before I went to Alabama, I followed USC a lot, and he was around that program as well. So I've gotten to see a lot of Coach O in the past, back when he wasn't so successful to now when he is, and I, I just love seeing Coach O so damn happy all the time because it makes everyone else happy as well. You feed off his energy. I mean, that's just who he is. That's just who he is. He always is happy. So um, let's go ahead and go to our on and off segment. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Start us off. Okay. My on of the week is the word galvanized. If you've watched any college basketball game this year, you've heard that word hundreds, (laughs) maybe even thousands of times. (laughs) Dude, I think you're dipping your toes into a little Aiden land. I think that's actually your off of the week. (laughs) Oh, no. Because it's so on. You love it? You love galvanizing? I don't know if I love how much they use the word, but... When, when when someone's saying that your team just galvanized somebody, it, it definitely gets the blood flowing through the veins a little bit more. It's become college basketball's new favorite word, which is why I'm putting it as an on. College basketball's been, been fantastic this year. So if it they want to be, use... <laughs> it used to be aberration. <laughs> aberration. Is this, you know, Virginia takes down Duke. Is this team an aberration or are they the real deal? I love the different words that the college basketball announcers come up with because I feel like there's a new one every single year that they use in a way that isn't normally used to describe a sports game or a sport event that's unfolding in front of them. And then they just they just th- shove it down your throat. Once they figure out one word that sounds cool to describe something happening in a sports game, they just shove it down your throat nonstop for the rest yeah. of the year and then just throw it in every now and then just to keep you on your feet. Exactly. All right. My on of this week is boners. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> boners are on uh i don't know if you saw the picture of steph curry and aisha curry <laughs> on the beach but he is poking through those pants and i mean poking through she is uh sitting in his arms and if you look shortly below where her legs are he has got a porking boner so boners are back boners are on thank you steph curry for um sexualizing sexualizing the male body parts uh my my male body part is not your costume, Steph Curry. Okay, well, I'll just immediately move on from your obsession with Steph Curry's body parts. I'm going to go straight to my off of the week, which might be that, but I'll go a different route. People who aren't invested in the XFL yet. Um, yes, if you are one of those 
No, it was a shitty weekend, dude. I'm going to be honest. Last week, I was the XFL king. I was obsessed with the XFL. I almost made – I'm not going to say I did, but I almost made the XFL my off. I'm that's, almost no, off the train. Now, se- now, settle down because that's exactly how the AAF was. It was electric yeah. the first week. Well, I don't know if that's a good example because they ended up failing before the season even ended. But <laughs> they picked back up towards the middle, and it started to get exciting a little bit towards the end before their their demise – uh, 75% of the way through the season. But if you're not invested in an XFL team, do it now while you still can hop on the bandwagon. Um, if you're one of these kinds of people, then here's just your simple step-by-step guide on how to turn you know, that negative attitude around. Um, step one, choose a team to your liking. It can be any type of way yeah. that... Not don't the choose the Vipers if if you're smart. If if you really want to yeah. have fun watching your team, don't choose the Vipers like Aiden. Step two, learn eight quarters, <laughs> no offensive touchdowns. Step two, learn some of their players and pick your favorite one. And then, I mean, it could be it could be your favorite one from like college or just a memory you had of that player in the past. And then step three, go all in emotionally on that given team or player. I mean, just dive in. Make non-stop talk about that team and rub it in your friends faces because nothing gets you more involved and more invested in a sports team than when your friends are talking shit to you about that sports team so rub it in their face be annoying about it and they'll be annoying back to you and that'll just get your xfl blood flowing yeah all right i like it i mean yeah the xfl struggled this weekend the unders are hot seven of eight games this entire season have gone under it pisses me off uh X- For me, at least, it's just XFL's, like XFL did have a down weekend yeah. on the football field, but their attendance, their attendance, boomed. I think it was like eight point five or nine point five percent increase. They had, I think, it was twenty thousand plus fans in Seattle. Incredible showing for these guys because when I was selling tickets for the yeah. Birmingham Iron, I think that they had that that opening weekend was like seven or eight thousand, something like that, maybe less. I mean, they're already they're tripling that number in week two and i think they were already near tripling it in week one so incredible fan bases so far for the xfl seattle was electric this week um it was a boring game just wait until the vipers fans start <laughs> wait until tampa bay gets to rock week. and they don't have to watch Jameis winston play on the football field anymore now they get aaron murray to well, watch it's gonna be the it's gonna be the only <laughs> xfl team that doesn't have a, like a fan base because like I said last week, like scroll through their Twitter and read their read their mentions, <laughs> their replies to their tweets. It is uh, wait has have they had least. a home game yet? See that that's no. that's what that's what sucks with the Vipers because they haven't had a home game yet and they just keep getting stomped. So now once their first home game rolls around, no one's invested anymore. It kind of screwed them over. Like at least the Battle Hawks, they're yeah. about to have their first home game. At least they're one and one with a little bit of promise behind them. Vipers. Are leading are heading into their first home game with a twenty-seven to nothing loss. Um, <laughs> they, they I, suck. Yeah, well, it wasn't twenty-seven to nothing, <laughs> nothing, dude, nothing, dude, chill, dude, chill. Uh, the first week was like nine something, nine to fifteen or something like that, and then this past week we had nine or so, they had a pick six. So I don't know. I was, I think um, I was thinking of the Guardians no, game, three, the Guardians defenders game. That was twenty-seven nothing, but yes. You're right. The yeah. offense is still lacking, but you right, get the well, point. <laughs> my, anyways, my off is going to be the Chiefs, and it is because 
Clearly they won the Super Bowl. Clearly they're not actually off. But this right here is a huge David Hasselhoff. Austin, they won the 2020 Super Bowl. How are you going to celebrate? By going to Disney World? No. By signing a three-year contract with the pristine University of Missouri Western for your training camp over the next three years. That's how they're celebrating. They're going to be doing their training camp at Missouri Western after winning Super Bowl 54. I don't get it. It is a huge off. I, I Literally, it just makes zero sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either because you would think that the Super Bowl champions would be able to pick any university in the country <laughs> to go work on their facilities. They could have picked Missouri Western anyone. They could have picked Northwestern, who just got an insanely nice uh, facility, one of the best of the country. You got Alabama, LSU got a new stadium or a new facility. I'm sure Georgia's is fantastic. Anywhere but that place, uh, that makes no sense. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. I'm I mean, disgusted. just build your own facility. It, like, <laughs> yeah, you real. have more money than that university. I don't get it. It, well, it pisses not, me off, and that's why it's my David Hassel. Do they of the not week. have a facility already in place? Like, what is it? Is this just for a temporary? I, I didn't. I don't. I didn't read into this report or anything. Like, just it. imagine Patrick Mahomes showing up in early August to go do training camp at Missouri Western and probably living in the dorms there. It, it hurts. It hurts. I'm hurting for you, Pat. And. Especially when you have a girlfriend like you do that's just so goddamn annoying. <laughs> we can go on and on about the people that he associates himself with. That's why the people that he has... Yeah, and it gets it gets worse. Tyreek Hill's just hanging out in Ackworth, Georgia, <laughs> where we're from. It makes zero sense. Well, I guess kind of like his hometown, like a, I guess. So it makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> he's, he's supposedly like buying a house in Ackworth, Georgia. Like, what's better than the suburbs of Atlanta, northwest Atlanta, Cobb County? Like... Do you you know Cobb County Police is going to arrest this man in less than one year? Yeah, it's the his worst plan, place His you plan live. to to become a straight edge person and, and really follow the rules. He decided let's move to the county that is has the strictest police in the it's entire country. About <laughs> genius, yeah, like, genius, Tyreek. Literally, Gucci Mane. Like name a rapper. They probably rapped about how much they hate Cobb County police officers. And, <laughs> That's Austin and I's hometown. The, chief, so. the Chiefs better Anyways, be nervous. Uh, they they got to be nervous. They probably if they hear that he's moving there, they're gonna be like, "You got to figure out something else." I think they'd rather have him in a party city than in Cobb County right now. But I mean, yeah. you know, they're they're, they're also I'm, now working out at Missouri Western, so he's probably just trying to get as far away from there as possible. The school with a uh, five five thousand people to their student body, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's a tiny uh, school. I mean, it was bad. It, it was bad when the Rams were on Hard Knocks and they were living at like the Cal dorms, the university, like Cal Berkeley's dorms. I can't imagine what Missouri what are Westerns they? Division three? look like. And uh, what are they like? What? Division three? They're practice uh, Division three, Division two. I, I don't even know if they have football. <laughs> I think they're building a football stadium just for this training camp. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree with you. This is the first. This is the uh, first time in a couple weeks I think that I've just gone that I've actually agreed fully on your off, and it being an actual off. <laughs> it's been a while, <laughs> dude. I had some banger of offs. Yeah, but you last had some week, questionable offs um, that could have gone either way. This one's an all. Last week were some bangers. Anyways, <laughs> you're off. Oof. This show. Let's is end off. the show. This hey! show is off. So. I, I need to get to bed, and I am tired. So I hope you guys have a phenomenal t- uh, Tuesday. Uh, make sure you tell a friend about the show, and uh, make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star review for the boys, and we'll see you guys on Thursday morning. That sounds How's that pretty sound? damn good. And now it's time to hit the damn music, baby. Carry on, my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary
you cry.